on. Apply directly to the forehead. ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> okay, ready? Ready. What's up, skeptics? I'm your host, Zoe McDaniel, and you're listening to Professional Skepticism. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Today is Sunday, March 27th, and it is our 13th episode, and I have a special guest here with me today, Amanda, a.k.a. Mandy. Hi. How are you today, Mandy? I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. This episode is special. We are going to dedicate this episode to my brother, Max McDaniel. Uh, we actually had his funeral service today. He recently passed away on March 22nd, and I just wanted to dedicate this episode to him. I feel like he would like this episode because we're going to be talking about the number 13. So I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's reached out and has been patient with me and my family and shown love and prayed for us and has been patient with the podcast. Um, this is my baby, so I love doing it. So um, this is kind of like a nice way to cap off the day. So I just wanted to do this in his honor today. Um, so like I said, today's episode is episode 13, and we are going to talk about the number 13 and whether it is lucky or unlucky. <laughs> what do you think? Do you have a preference? Um, We just kind of want to put meaning to everything, so I don't necessarily like have an attachment to the number 13 like some people may or may not have. So I, I guess... No, I don't really believe in, like... You don't think it's lucky or unlucky? You don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like I've always thought that it's lucky, but I don't really know why. Like, I don't have a reasoning behind that. I've just always been like, oh, that's a lucky number. For some reason, my birthday is, like, on the 7th, and I felt like odd numbers are lucky because my birthday was an odd number. So, like, for my entire life, like, I... Maybe I guess I associate number 13 as kind of a lucky number, but, like, I never was like, yeah, that's my lucky number. Yeah. Or unlucky number. I feel like people are the same way about the number 7, too. Like, people think it's either lucky or unlucky. Really? I've only ever had, like, it being associated with luck. I don't like, know. It's like maybe seven, I just seven, made seven, that up. the jackpot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... First, for the episode today, we're going to talk about why people think the number 13 is unlucky, and then we'll talk about why people think that it is lucky, and then we'll discuss the numerology of the number 13, and then we'll make a conclusion. And I didn't really do too much research on to Friday the 13th, but we will talk about that a little bit. So I guess we'll just go ahead and get started. So we'll start with the number 13 is unlucky argument. And this episode... I wanted it to be a little bit more lighthearted, obviously, like a lot's been going on in my life. Also, update from the last episode, I think I told you guys my dad was in the hospital. He is out now, so we are good. Me and dad against the world type shit. We love you, Deansy. We love you, Dean. <laughs> um, shout out, dad. 
So I just wanted this one to be a little bit more fun. And so a lot of this, I like pretty much just took, like, I didn't really write like a story for you guys the way I normally do. It's a lot of just like facts of random stuff. It's just fun facts. So we'll start with this statement. A person who fears the number 13 is called a triskaidekaphobic. <laughs> Look at the word. It's the first line right there. Oh my. That is a tongue twister. Yeah. Do they really have to make it that long? Or like triskaidekaphobic. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like medical words are just bullshit, bro. Like, why do they got to be so fucking fancy and elongated and just for no reason? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Do you need to, like, push that over? Probably. So, Amanda's the first guest. You can, like, drape it over that. Amanda is the first guest that I've had in my, quote, studio, which is just my closet. Minus. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely. You know, prior, like, the compared to the second episode when we're hunched over, like, crisscross applesauce, like, squeezed in the corner <laughs> versus, like, sitting in a nice office chair at a, like, a little table with yeah. you. It's great. Because I, so if you know me, you know, I have lots of clothes and shoes. So the closet was packed. It was packed full. Yeah. Yeah. My old apartment, that would have been a really good place to record because that closet was a lot bigger. For some reason, I, I can't remember. <laughs> also, my washer and dryer was in there. So I don't know if that would have been like echoey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably. But either way, we're in the studio and I've got like little decorations up and stuff and Amanda's bumping into them. So it's absolutely stunning. Oh, you're so sweet. So yeah, they're called triskaidekaphobics, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, according to VeryWellMind.com. This phobia actually doesn't fit into the clinical definition of specific phobias because the number 13 is not an object or a situation, and it can be impossible for the sufferer, or it can't be impossible for the sufferer to avoid, meaning like, I guess, arachnophobia or other phobias, like, you can't stop the existence of like a spider, like it just appears, which I guess like is, I feel like you could argue that 13, like that could really be a phobia, but I guess, I don't know. I guess it's more like a concept than like a physical thing. You get what I'm saying? You look confused. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like claustrophobia, uh -huh. like that's a situation that like sometimes you might not be able to avoid or arachnophobia, yeah. like you, like spiders, they just exist. Like mm -hmm. being afraid of the number 13 is just kind of like a, it's abstract. Like, there's no real, like, I don't know. That's what they say. So, apparently, Stephen King and Franklin Roosevelt were triskaidekaphobics. I mean, maybe, like, you could be scared of it if you associate it. I mean, I'm not saying you can't be scared of it. Obviously, there are people who clearly are scared of it. But I'm thinking about, like, maybe there's just people who associate the number 13 with, like, a bad traumatic event that happened on the 13th of that month or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think you could argue both ways. I don't really know. I think Very Well Mind is, like, kind of like a health page but anyways according to history.com the even more specific fear of friday the 13th is known as paraskevidikatriaphobia <laughs> it's estimated that nearly 10 percent of the u.s population is scared of the number 13 and they fear friday the 13th and the fear of friday the 13th results in losses of over 800 million dollars each year so like when there's a friday the 13th people are less likely to like go out and shop or like go out and do things so it actually impacts the economy that's pretty interesting. I mean, like, I'm thinking of the superstition. Like, if you step on a crack, you break your mother's back. Like, is that why? Like, they don't want to step on a crack? Like, I mean, I don't know the all the other superstitions associated with Friday the 13th. But Yeah. 
Is that associated with Friday the 13th? I thought that was just like its own. Well, I don't know. I thought that it was associated with Friday. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I always have for some reason. I think that's the argument. I think it's like some people are like, oh, it's a real phobia. And other people are like, no, it's just a superstition. I just thought like Friday the 13th was where all the superstitions like happen. You know, it's like everything is just kind of like it's like the Twilight Zone almost. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. That's how I interpret it. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, some sources argue that these should not be classified as phobias, like we said, and rather just superstitions or, quote, magical thinking, which could imply that someone has a delusional disorder, aka mentally ill. So they say that people are, <laughs> that have, like, that people, like, who are really scared of the number 13, they're like, okay, that's, like, excessive. That's not, like, a normal amount of fear. And it could, people, they assume these people might have. Signs of um, having a disorder. I was like, what is magical thinking? It had a link to it, so I clicked it, and it says, <laughs> according to Very Well Mind, magical thinking is the belief that your thoughts, feelings, or actions will affect someone's behavior or the outcome of a situation. Many of us engage in magical thinking from time to time, which like, I guess is normal. Superstitions fall into the category of magical thinking, such as avoiding the 13th floor of a building or needing your lucky pencil to take a test. So it's like these are things that everyone does, but then when people start taking it to like an extreme, that's when they start to be like, okay, you're maybe mentally ill. More like OCD. It's kind of like. Yeah. The little like disorder that was linked to this was bipolar, which I thought was interesting. I, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know like why, but. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about ancient history and the number 13. So History.com says that one of the earliest instances of people being afraid of the number 13 stems from the Code of Hammurabi, where they supposedly skipped from the 12th law to the 14th law. And then I also saw that they said apparently the codes were not actually numerically listed and that this was a clerical error. So I'm not sure how this was determined or like where the confusion came from. Like if they weren't actually numerically listed, how do you know that it skipped from the 12th to the 14th? But that was, like, in a lot of sources that people, like, they're like, oh, it's the Code of Hammurabi. There wasn't a 13th law. So that must mean, like, it's really bad. <laughs> I guess. It's just, like, where, it's like, where do people, like, it just feels like they're pulling it out of their ass. Like, they're, like, making an excuse just to, like, be afraid of the number 13. A lot of the stuff that we'll talk about today stems back to, like, ancient civilizations and religion. Interesting. Yeah. Mathematicians argue that one of the reasons people, I don't know why I put this, oh, okay, I was like, why is this in the history? Mathematicians argue that one of the reasons people may think the number 13 is unlucky is because the number 12 is considered to be a perfect number. Sorry, I can't be her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, why is 12 considered to be a perfect number? Okay, so in, this is in reference to, like, our 12-month calendar, the 12-hour time system. I see, I see. Um, the numerical system based on 12 developed by the ancient Sumerians. So we've just always used 12. There's also mathematic reasons. I didn't want to get all boring with it, but, like, mathematicians will be like, 12 is a perfect number because it can do this if you do a square of this and divide by this and blah, 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 I blah, see. blah. Yeah. So it's, like, the perfect number. So anything, like, after that, they're like, ooh. Okay. So, like, to come to follow that is, like, kind of, like, you can't, you can't Shame, compare. Shame, number 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the end of the Mayan calendar's 13th Bakhtun or Bakhtun was superstitiously feared as a harbinger of the apocalyptic 2012 phenomenon, according to Wikipedia. According to LiveScience.com, the number 13 is synonymous with bad luck. It's considered unlucky to have 13 guests at a dinner party. Many buildings don't have a 13th floor. And most people avoid getting married or buying a house on a day marked by this dreaded number. <laughs> 
Another source of many people's fear of the number 13 is the Last Supper. So like the 13 dinner party thing. Judas was the 13th guest and ended up betraying Jesus. I'm not a Jesus person, so I don't know. Yeah, okay. I guess like I never like associated number 13. Maybe if like I would have known that. Again, I'm I'm not religious as well. Yeah. So maybe if I would have known that, I would have been like, ooh, 13. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know anything. Like I cope with humor. Sorry, guys. But I was at the funeral home and she was like, asking me what psalms I wanted to do on the stuff. And I was like, she was like, what about Psalm 23? And she looked at me like I was supposed to know it. And I was like, girl, I do not know. <laughs> like, it's fine. It's fine. I got you. We'll pick something that's not that. Also, ancient Norse lore says that all things evil in the world came to be when Loki was the final guest to arrive at a dinner party in Valhalla, upsetting the balance of the 12 gods that were there. So again, another 13th guest but i don't know norse lore like what that is yeah i've never heard that word until you just said it (laughs) (laughs) arrest of the knights of templar on friday october 13th 1307 so a while ago back when like my dad was born (laughs) (laughs) i kind of like that number 1307 since we're talking about numbers it just kind of feels right on the tongue for some reason my brain was like 1738 (laughs) (laughs) hey what's up hello we just start singing in the whole song. <laughs> See no pretty ass as you came through the door. <laughs> um, yeah, so this was like the first instance of like Friday the 13th. And this is where a lot of people think that that superstition came from. So Jacques de Molly. That's not right. It's not Molly. My iPad autocorrected that. So sorry, guys. It's not Molly. I don't think. Grandmaster of the Knights of Templar and 60 of his senior knights were arrested by King Philip IV of France. I didn't learn Roman numerals in school. IV? I think that's four. You're asking the wrong woman. (laughs) (laughs) Thousands of Templars, Templars were tortured, forced into confession, executed on this day. So that's why it's like Friday the 13th was so terrible. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's like, okay, this happened, so it's doomed to, like, be bad every time. Yeah, I mean, I kind of get that. It makes me think of, like, like ancient burial grounds and stuff. They say, like, the energy of what happened there stays there, so maybe the energy of what happened on that day. Like, if thousands of people were tortured and executed, like, I can see why that energy would stay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. There was a study published in the 1993 British Medical Journal, and this was the Christmas edition. And this study has been often pointed to as, like, the, like, scientific study that proves that the number 13 is unlucky. So people are always like, this proves it because it was in a scientific journal. But actually, the Christmas edition of the British British Medical Journal has historically been known to just be, like, silly articles and spoof articles And they're not necessarily meant to be taken at face value, which I'm like, why don't you announce that? (laughs) Because there are people out there that will read these and be like, oh, it was from a journal and believe it. And it's like all these scientists, like it's just a way for them to like have a good time. So they like write funny stories in (laughs) there. So one person said that the stories were meant to be like witty and tongue in cheek kind of thing. Like, I guess that's like funny to scientists like their humor is different <laughs> like haha we got one we got them on them <laughs> but many people point to this as evidence basically the study looked at the number of car accidents and injuries that occurred on the five friday the 13th that occurred between 1990 and 1992 there were way less cars on the road on friday the 13th versus say like friday the 16th or friday the 20th 
mainly due to people being superstitious. However, there were actually more accidents on Friday the 13th. And so, like, the study, I think it was, like, a very small percentage, but they were able to be, like, there is actually a correlation, but not enough for it to be something that we would, like, take seriously. Yeah. Like, correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation. Everyone learns that in science class. But they say that they think that the reason this is is because so many people are thinking about, like, oh, my God, it's Friday the 13th. What if I get into a car accident? That they get into a car accident. Because you really do, like, if you think about stuff like that, it will happen. Kind of like mind magic or whatever that was you said Magical earlier. thinking. <laughs> Magical thinking. It just kind of reminded me of manifestation almost. Yeah, that's literally, and these are scientists, and they were like, the more that you think about something, like, the more consciousness that you're putting towards it, the more likely it is to happen. It's the same with your goals. If you're like, I want to be a podcaster, and you think about it all the time, and you're going you're gonna to make it happen. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. The author said the results were not meant to be taken seriously. But if a person is superstitious, it does affect their behavior. According to Igor Radun of the human, this is about to be a mouthful, of the Human Factors and Safety Behavior Group at the University of Helsinki's Institute of Behavioral Sciences in Finland and co-author of the 2004 study, quote, females do not have more injury road accidents on Friday the 13th, which was published in the journal BMC Public Health. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus said which by the way i thought that was so funny because there was this whole thing after this first article that i told you about came out they like did this whole study because people were taking it seriously and they like came out with this thing where they're like women are the ones that get into the more accidents on friday the 13th and then this study came back and was like actually no um i didn't want to read all these studies i just wanted to talk about them so (laughs) apparently we don't get into more accidents on friday the 13th but he says Unfortunately, most of the studies dealing with Friday the 13th and the number 13 are solely focused on statistical data, such as accident data, stock exchange data, etc., without any attempt to establish a, quote, direct relationship between belief or superstition and behavior. Therefore, it is not surprising that contradictory results may occur. In our study, we did not find that either women or men have more injury road accidents on Friday the 13th compared to previous and following Fridays. So he's basically saying we're just looking at the cold hard facts when the whole point of people being afraid of Friday the 13th 13th, is that there's something like otherworldly happening. It's not, it's unexplainable. It's, yeah, it's magical. It's like, you know, there's some energy in the air. So like none of those studies are taking that into consideration. They're just looking at like the cold hard stats. So it's like you can't really, it doesn't really support it. Okay, moving on. Chromosome 13 contains more than 600 genes that perform different roles in the body. Out of the 600 genes in its arsenal, chromosome 13 contains genes involved in cancer, including breast cancer type 2, and retinoblastoma. It is also associated with bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and B-cell leukemia. This is from a blog that was on medium.com. That is super interesting. Super interesting. No, seriously, it's got me like considering. I'm like, maybe number 13 is unlucky. Yeah. Like, that's that's some pretty unlucky things to have. Right. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Apparently, the fear of the number 13 is primarily a Western fear, just like the number four is primarily an Eastern fear. And so the number four sounds like the word death in Chinese. They treat the number four the way that like a lot of Americans treat the number 13. I thought this was interesting because um, I feel like I remember some story about like 4chan being like banned in China because of the number four or something like that. I don't know if it's still banned, 
Um, but I also thought this was interesting because the number 13, which we're going to talk about the numerology later, but it, when you're looking at it from a, the perspective of numerology, it reduces to the number four, which like we're scared of the number 13 and they're scared of the number four. So I was like, huh? Yeah. One plus three is four. Good, Duh. Good job. <laughs> what did your dad say to you earlier? <laughs> good one. <laughs> I'll try that next time. <laughs> According to the Stress Management Center and Phobia Institute in Asheville, North Carolina, hey, hey, more than 80% of high-rise buildings in the United States do not have a 13th floor, and the vast majority of hotels, hospitals, and airports airports avoid using the number for rooms and gates as well. And that's from History.com. But why? Because people are so superstitious. They're like... Back when we had the number 13 in, like, a hotel room, they'd be like, I'm not staying in that room. Give me another room. And then none of the rooms would sell. So they it, they have a 13th floor. Yeah. They just don't label it as a 13th floor. It just skips over. Okay, but, like, you remember that episode of Zach and Cody when, like, the haunted mansion or the haunted one where, like, Esteban was, like, <laughs> talking, whatever. Was it in room 13? I don't know. Somebody on this podcast. Someone let us know. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was room 13. That episode was so scary for no <laughs> right. reason. It had me shaking in my freaking pants and bones. I don't know. Shaking. I think it's the phrase is shaking in your boots. Shaking in my boots. Yes. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, that was a good one. We should watch it. Okay, so com- some common superstitions around the number 13. So apparently this is a saying. When 13 dine, one will die. Within one year. So don't have a dinner party with 13 or one of them will die within the year. I don't think I have even 13 friends. Yeah, same. No, I'm (laughs) kidding. I have so many friends. I'm so blessed. Was that your toes? Oh, that was my thumb. Oh, I popped my toe and then you popped your thumb. (laughs) Um, Okay, like I said, hotels omit the 13th floor. Airlines omit the 13th row. Not all of them, but some of them. Streets will often skip the 13th street. And this one I thought was interesting. So a year with 13 full moons instead of 12, it was apparently troublesome for monks when they were planning like lunar events. However, a typical century has about 37 years that have 13 full moons compared to 63 years with 12 full moons. And typically every third or fourth year has 13 full moons. And this is from Wikipedia. Also, I thought this was interesting. 2020 had 13 full moons. So do what you will with that. Is it unlucky? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, my next bullet point is the 13 colonies. Need I say more? I'm pretty sure that's unlucky. We have a lot of stuff in the U.S. that's, like, around 13. And I also saw a lot of conflicting things where they were like, the U.S. hates the number 13. But, like, we also have a lot of people that think it's lucky. So, like, obviously the 13 colonies. I think, like, our seal has, like, a bunch of different, like, allusions to 13 or, like, 13 repeated images. Our flag still has, like, the 13 stripes, but that's obviously for the colonies. So, I don't know. 13 colonies. Things aren't too hot over here. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Apollo 13 blew up during takeoff in 1970. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. You're just throwing the facts at me. I know. I told you it's fun fact episode. (laughs) I actually was, when I did the episode with Caleb and Anna on Around the Bar, I was looking into Apollo 13. I had completely forgotten about that. I remember learning about it in school. Yeah, I was saying, I... They made us, like, watch a doc- like a mockumentary or the movie that they made about it. Yeah. It also just so happens that quite a few serial killers have 13-letter names, including Charles Manson, Jeffrey Dahmer, 
Theodore Bundy, and Albert DeSalvo, a.k.a. the Boston Strangler. I didn't count these to make sure, so I'm just taking bestlifeonline.com's <laughs> word for it. <laughs> Even Jack the Ripper has 13 letters, and Adolphus Hitler, which was his baptismal name, so his full name. That's kind of a stretch, maybe. That's sus. Wait, okay. But it's sus. Z-O-E-M-C-D-A-N-I-E-L. Okay, I have 11. That's a good thing. 11's a big deal in numerology. How many do you have? A-M-A-N-D-A. Can you count for me? (laughs) (laughs) A-M-A-N-D-A-M-C-A-R-D-L-E! Do I have 13? You have 13! I know! (laughs) She's gonna murder me. I would never. (laughs) I feel like if anything, you would murder me. What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm offended. You just said I was gonna murder you. Anyways, (laughs) so that was all my stuff about unlucky. Let's talk about lucky. The number 13 is lucky argument. So I wanted to start off solid. The image of the flower of life contains all of sacred geometry, the geometrical patterns that nature uses to create everything in this reality. One of the images, and this is a quote, one of the images contained within the flower of life is known as the fruit of life. 13 systems of information come out of the fruit of life. Each of these 13 systems produces a set of geometries that delineate and describe in detail every single aspect of our reality. You get to these 13 systems of information by combining female energy with male energy. In sacred geometry, curved lines are female while straight lines are male. One of these 13 systems is created by connecting the centers of all the spheres in the fruit of life. If you do, you come up with a figure known as Metatron's Cube. So this is from diva13.com, and she's like a spirit lady. (laughs) A spirit lady. (sighs) Excuse me. Yeah, so I got some stuff from her. (laughs) According to Pythagoras, the science of numbers was the basis for all things. 13 is the most enigmatic of all numbers, as it is the number of transformation. So that's also from Diva13. So, like, I don't really know. I know Pythagoras was, like, the... The triangle man. I think he was also maybe like a philosopher or something. Obviously, he was a math man of some sort. But, yeah. (laughs) We went to school in... I went to school in North Carolina. We're like pretty low on the ranks, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Ancient Egyptians thought the number 13 was lucky. So I have a good bit about them. This next piece is from Diva 13 as well. The ancient Egyptians believed that there are 12 steps on the ladder to eternal life and knowledge, and to take the 13th step meant going through death into everlasting life. Thus, the 13th step, it is said that the soul reaches the source of itself and attains spiritual completion. 13 is the number they associated with immortality. So I thought that was cool. So what you're saying is I'm immortal because my name adds up to the number 13? No. (laughs) Correlation does not mean causation. Okay. The association between the number 13 and bad luck actually flows directly from the symbolic tale of Isis and Osiris where Osiris is killed. And this is, you'll see this a lot when talking about ancient ancient Egypt. And it's actually, so they thought the number was lucky, but people have misinterpreted the story and they think it's unlucky. So Osiris is killed He's then cut into 14 pieces by his mortal enemy, Set, who scatters them across Egypt. Isis, a winged, quote, goddess, and all of this I'm, I'm quoting. I have all my sources, don't worry. 
Isis, a winged goddess symbol similar to Matt, in her effort to resurrect her consort, can only find 13 pieces, the missing one being his lost, quote, manhood. Interesting. Isis, in her desire to save him, constructs a replacement pillar, thereby... (laughs) Okay, he got that pillar. (laughs) (laughs) Young. (laughs) Thereby, she symbolically replaces his lost masculine desires with feminine desires and motivations as symbolized by the golden pillar, ergo the golden rule. This symbolic parable also touches upon what many now erroneously refer to as, quote, the sacred feminine, and this is from Newswire. An important detail of the Isis and Osiris parable is that 13 is purposefully associated with fatal bad luck, hence bad karma. The failure to understand the meaning of this symbolism has led most to fear 13 as a bad omen instead of viewing it as a symbolic or as a symbol of hidden wisdom. In their symbolic myths, Osiris and Set constantly battled. Like most males, Osiris's masculine ways caused very bad karma that resulted in his death and mutilation. Most miss the importance of the number 14 in this tale because it has been deeply hidden over the millennia. Egyptian wisdom and symbology are redundantly dualistic. I can't read today. And 14 is the sum of 7 plus 7. The number seven has been a pivotal numeric symbol throughout the ages. It can now be shown to be linked to the fact that there are 11 dimensions, the four of space and time, and seven hidden dimensions validated through the math of string slash M theory. So that's like a a very smart math person thing. I guess if you like, or you're like in school for math, you probably know what that theory is. Pivotal numeric symbols such as the numbers seven, 11, 13, and 14 have long encoded profound spiritual wisdom and advanced science, including the links between karma and the hidden structure of our universe and resulting reality. So basically, it seems like Osiris was just being like a chad (laughs) and he got killed. And yeah, it's obviously much more deep than that. I was going to say you mentioned or the quote said like the importance of the number 14 because I don't really see how I mean, I guess I see how number 13 is relevant in this like little story but it like was originally 14 and like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i just don't see how 13 is that significant when it was originally 14 he was split into the 14 pieces and then they could never find the 14th piece Mm -hmm. and like the 14th piece was supposedly like his manhood or whatever so maybe it's like he lost that part of him that was like aggressive and like caused him to fight and so now he's like and she provided the sacred feminine so it like balanced out into this perfect whole like he lost the bad part does that make sense yeah i I guess i'm just still like it would still be 14 total pieces you know like there's 13 original pieces and then one new piece to him no he was 14 pieces originally and they only found 13 and like that was supposedly like good (laughs) (laughs) that they didn't find that last piece which he was being all like aggressive and manly and he got killed so, like, he lost that 14th piece, so now he's 13, and he's, mm-hmm. like, good. Oh, I see. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you don't you don't want to put all 14 pieces back together because he was, what does it say? It's what like, got him killed. Yeah, he was, like, I don't know. It says his, his masculine ways caused very bad karma that resulted in death and mutilation. So by losing that 14th piece and providing the sacred feminine, he's, like, it's, like, a balance between masculine yeah. and feminine. I see. Is okay. what I'm understanding. And then it goes into all this stuff about, like, the numbers 7, 11, 13, and 14. And there's, like, a bunch of science and math that has been proven to show, like, the whole point of this is to say the ancient Egyptians knew a lot more about the universe than we do now, is what they're saying. And, like, 
they know all about like the dimensions and stuff and whatever. And apparently it's been proven today with these numbers and math and stuff. So I thought that was cool. I really butchered that story. There was like a lot of like actual like journals and stuff about it, but we're going to go into different groups of people that also think 13 is good. So the Celts honored the 13 lunar system by also associating it with their sacredness of trees. 13 sacred trees. Oh, whoops. Ignore that part. It was under penalty of death to disturb and cut down one of these trees. So they had like 13 trees that I guess were like the special trees and you could not cut them down. (laughs) In Greek mythology, Zeus was the 13th. I guess that's it. Zeus was the 13th. And everyone knows that (laughs) Zeus was the most powerful god during the times of ancient Greece. This is a quote. Since then, 13 is considered to be the symbol of incorruptibility, power, and divinity. For them, 13 is for spiritual completion since 13 is a prime number and it can only be divided by itself, so it is a complete number in itself. Hence, it is the representation of totality, completion, and attainment. That's from detector.com. 13 is also considered very lucky in Thailand, and I thought this was cute. They celebrate their new year on April 13th, and they wash away bad signs by splashing water on people. No, that's actually (laughs) pretty cute. The day after your dad's birthday. According to the India Times, in Hindi, the number 13 is called Tara, which means yours, and it represents your karma. In India, the 13th day of the lunar fortnight is known to be highly auspicious and is called Trayodashi. It belongs to Lord Shiva and is said to bestow long life, peace, and good fortune. A person who fasts on the 13th day becomes liberated from all their past and present sins. A person born on the 13th day is lucky to possess the qualities of a person born under the destiny numbers 1, 3, and 4. Such people are highly intelligent and street smart. There are 13 cycles of the moon, 13 weeks of each of the four seasons that we have, and the teenage years start at 13. So that's what you just said one, three, four, and that's the angel number we were in. Oh my god! You guys, we're manifesting a house. It's our house. We're gonna live in it together, and we keep seeing one, three, four, which means we're gonna get shit done, okay? Right. (laughs) Also, I'm really trying not to butcher all these. I just got these, so it's really hard to find, like I said, any scientific proof on whether the 13 number is lucky or unlucky. So a lot of this is from um, like people's websites, like like the India Times and stuff like that. So I took a lot of direct quotes, so I'm kind of just reading what they said. Um, So if any of this, if anybody has any like differing um, like cultural understandings or opinions or anything like that, I'd love to hear about it because I saw a lot of differing stuff, but I just thought these were super interesting. (laughs) So I got this from jewishunpacked.com. 13 has been a symbol of strength and in parentheses, sometimes even good luck. For example, when Israel was established in 1948, the first provisional government had 13 members because its founders said they needed all the luck they could get. And then this is like, this is a list of like different reasons why the number 13 is like good for Jewish people. And this is a Jewish person wrote this. So I'm reading it like from what they said. 13 is the age that a Jewish male becomes obligated to follow Jewish law. And that's when they have the bar mitzvahs. Um, Israel, and then it says in parentheses, Jacob had 13 children. Like I said, I'm not religious at all. So like, I don't, none of this is making sense to me. Number of days of Yom Tov's festival days in a year in the diaspora, 13 months in a leap year on the Hebrew calendar. Adar two or the 13th month in a leap year is considered extra lucky because the month of Adar, according to tradition, is a lucky month. Yeah. So there's, there's a couple other things on there as well. 
And then I wrote down, like, I don't know why I wrote it like this. I put common lucks. Because, um, <laughs> like, I think for the bad luck part, I, I said, like, common superstitions. So God has 13 attributes described of him in Exodus. France and Italy think that 13 is lucky. I couldn't really see why. It was just, like, a quick sentence on Wikipedia. Colgate University here in the U.S., their lucky number is 13. The 13th Amendment abolished slavery. The 13 Club was an elite secret society that embraced the unlucky number during their meetings and included members like Chester A. Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin Harrison, and Theodore Roosevelt. Not much is known about this society other than its philanthropic activities. And I think it's still a thing, so I thought that was interesting. Also, this one was fun. 13 years cicadas. So cicadas spend 13 years <laughs> underground in the nymphal stage. After the 13 years, cicadas will come out to mate. It's not clear why their developmental stages take a long time, and scientists have often wondered about this. The hypothesis is that cicadas have adapted to their environment, and the 13-year cycle is timed to escape predators who would seek them out if they came out of their developmental stage earlier. The consensus in popular culture is that cicadas are a symbol of good luck and represent change, transformation, and rebirth. Cicadas are also beneficial. They can aerate the soil, cause the fertilization and pruning of trees, and their bodies can serve as a source of nitrogen when they die. And that's from that Medium blog that I had. Well, good for cicadas. I still fucking hate them. (laughs) I like them. They're so annoying. They just like, I don't know what they do, but they, they make a noise and it's awful. I like them when it's like a nice hot summer night and it's like the sun setting and like it smells like grass outside and like you're just outside with your friends drinking a cold drink and you hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but when they do that screaming thing, oh, that sounded nice. Oh my God. That's her <laughs> neck. I can't do that. Mm. It scares me. I'm like, I'm going to break my neck and I'm going to be stuck that way. I'm going to die. <laughs> it's so scary. And the last one I have for common looks is 13 zodiac signs. Um, this is including the sign Ophiuchus, the serpent bearer being the one that represents great knowledge. So I feel like that came out a couple years ago or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not not came out like they just released it but like that was like an addition that came out but i know there's differences between like western and eastern astrology and stuff and i think doesn't it affect you and i oh okay yeah I, this is what you're talking about okay i was you yeah sorry <laughs> a brain fart do you know anything about it so i technically like fall under that like sign i don't know if you would i can't remember what the dates are but i remember being like i'm not accepting this i'm still a sagittarius (laughs) like hell no (laughs) yeah i haven't looked into it much okay numerology i'm gonna pause this and save it so that nothing happens literally i'm drenched in my own sweat oh my god okay numerology (laughs) (laughs) So the number 13 is a happy number, and a happy number is a number which eventually reaches one when replaced by the sum of the square of each digit. I, like, looked at a formula of it, and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, break it down for me, sister. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I, like, included the formula, but I was like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, one plus three divided by the square root of blah, blah, blah. So, but yeah, you can look it up yourself. It's on Wikipedia. But I just thought that was cute. I was like, oh, it's a happy number. The number 13 is also a star number, which means something, but it also means that you can make a hexagram or a star of David with it. That's cool. I think Chinese (laughs) checkers is like an an example of a star number. I don't know. 
Wikipedia also says that the number 13 is a lucky number. doesn't say it's unlucky. It says that there's, like, it shows information about it being unlucky, but it classifies it as a lucky number. All right, Wikipedia. I do a lot of research for Wikipedia. <laughs> the number 13 is also a Fibonacci number, which means that it's a part of the Fibonacci sequence or the golden ratio, which we will do an episode on. So I won't go too much into that, but I thought that was cool. Sometimes I have to take a breath in between. When I'm by myself, I'll be like talking, 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 and I'm like, <sighs> like I just edit out my breathing all the time. Okay. The number 13 is also considered to be feminine because there are 13 cycles in a year on a 28-day menstrual cycle, and they typically coincide with the lunar cycle. And this actually was like a big reason why a lot of women were back in the day like ostracized and killed and stuff. They're like, oh my God, you have 13 periods. Die. <laughs> you witch. Also, I read somewhere that a lot of witch covens like to have 13. It's not like a mandatory thing, but yeah. a lot of them like that. Didn't American History have like 13? Why are you coven? whispering? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Didn't American Horror Story have like 13 in their coven in like the season or something? Probably. I don't remember. I feel like they would do that. According to India Times, the number 13 in numerology portrays focus, independence, creativity, and a secure foundation. The reason that it is deemed unlucky is because it depicts karma and tests of life. So a lot of people who, like, think the number is unlucky, they, they don't like it because it's, like, reminding you that, like, what goes around comes around. Which, if you're a good person, that's not a problem. Like, you'll get what you give. The basic core essence or meaning of the number 13 is revealed by reducing the multi-digit number 13 to a single digit, so 1 plus 3 equals 4. Thus, it's revealed that the basic essence of the number 13 is similar to the number 4. The number 13 also contains the essence of its individual digits, the number 1 and the number 3. So 13 energy contains a large dose of 4 energy, such as diligence, conscientiousness, and hard work plus a dose of one energy, such as independence, exploration, and solitariness, plus a dose of three energy, such as creative self-expression, tolerance, and charisma. The energy of 13 tends to resonate best when pursuing its goals without interference. It generally knows what it wants and can gain support for its goals from others. I also saw a lot of things saying that 13 is a good number for business. As an overview, the numerology number 13's basic meaning or essence is a composition containing the ideas of focus, pragmatism, building a secure foundation, independence, and creative self-expression. And then here are some examples of situational meanings of the number 13 derived from its basic meaning and essence. With a 13 birth date number, so this is the life path number of numerology on a numerology chart. And I'm going to do a whole episode on numerology. So I'll go into like all like what the different like life path and destiny number and all that is. So I won't go too much into that right now. But for a 13th birthday number, it means the events and circumstances of the person's life tend to relate to security, especially security potentials to manifest in the future. And with a 13 name number, the destiny number of a numerology chart, so this applies to you. It means the person tends to have a personal vibrational essence related to pragmatism and a focus on the projects at hand, although it generally redeems itself well in social situations. Would you agree? Because <laughs> I don't know. No. Because <laughs> I don't think I agree. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you at all. Maybe I'll do some more research on the numerology of our names and stuff and see. 
Um, that's all I got, guys. That's, that's <laughs> the number 13. So what do you think? Is it lucky or unlucky? You know, I'm going to say it's lucky because my name has 13 letters and I'm going to be that bitch. I'm going to say it's lucky because, like, everyone except for the U.S. thinks that it's, like, lucky. And, like, I don't claim us. <laughs> <laughs> I do like being here, though. And, like, the whole flower of life thing, I felt like that was pretty damning. I just feel like it's one of those numbers that has a lot of power. I think it kind of just encapsulates the whole duality of life. Like, you can't have the good without the bad. You can't have happiness without suffering. It's It really encapsulates, like all the potential fears and goals and desires of the human race in one number. And I think it's one of those things where it depends on your perspective on it and what it means to you and also probably what situation you're in. I think I saw some stuff that was like, if you're in bad times and you see the number 13, it might indicate some of those things like, you know, this is karma or stuff like that. And then if you're in good times and you see the number 13, it would be one of those things that's like focus and hard work and all that. The more you know. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm super sweaty and I'm ready to, to wrap up. How about you? Yeah. Thank you for being here. My first guest in the new studio. It's lovely. Thank you for having <laughs> me here again. Again. My first guest with a second appearance. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I got a little chalkboard in here. It says, Welcome Mandy, episode 13. It's very inviting for any guest that comes on after. Yeah, it's really hot in here, though, so just dress light. (laughs) (laughs) I will warn you, we're literally trapped in my closet with, like, a bunch of technology. (laughs) It's it's not as bad as she's making it. I think I'm just, like... I'm wearing fuzzy socks and a sweatshirt, so, like, that was my bad. But don't do that when you and come And it's, over. like, probably already, like, a, se- a crisp 74 in here. Yeah, I keep my apartment warm. <laughs> if there's anything I'd be doing, it's make body fluids. <laughs> and on that note, I want to thank you guys all so much for sharing the podcast. Remember, if you love the podcast, share it with your friends, with your family. Give it a good rating because if you guys give it a five-star, four-star rating, I don't know what the rating scale is. If you give it the highest star rating, it starts to recommend it to other people, which is amazing. As you might have noticed, I am doing an ad now, so that should hopefully get us some more exposure, all my little skeptics. And yeah, so you can follow me at Prof Skep Podcast. That's at P-R-O-F-S-K-E-P Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email me at Professional Skepticism Podcast at gmail.com. You have any last words? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay sus, skeptics. I love you. See you next week. Bye.